Wait. Wait, let me get you two. You gotta let me, bitch. I got, I'm, I'm here with Will, actually. We're about to record an episode. No, you can no. We're gonna we're gonna just talk anyway. What's up? All right. You're in the you're in the intro now. There's any loose ends we need to take care of uh, before you know this starts kicking. Uh, if there's any, like I'd like to maybe talk this week or next week about. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my main one. Like and maybe like cutting out. I think it was just, I, I just wrote. Oh, he did. Okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome back to Oscar bait, everyone. We're, uh, we're here. We're taking a little break. Please start it with that. The, the hang up, like just the tail end of me asking that and then start it with the boop, boop, boop. Cause you don't, now you all don't know what the hell we were talking about. Great. That's right. Wait. We might be, we might be teasing you. There might be some fuckery afoot there might be some fuckery afoot if you're one of the five people who listen to this and you live in chicago and you don't and you're not already like intimately friends with us so we've told you get ready for a surprise get ready for a surprise the oscar bait name will be a part of it <laughs> let's just say someone trusted us with their money so yep, you're gonna have to see us in person so yeah you all fuck. i didn't even think about that oh yeah I'm getting fucked up over here on my cocktails. So like, I didn't even think like, that's crazy, but you are going to have to look at our mugs. Yep. And let me like the freshest Oscar bait streetwear. So get ready. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're a streetwear head, you know, if you're a dope teen, uh, (laughs) we might have a surprise that really, yeah, that might really uh, excite you. (laughs) Uh, yeah you walk around the city of chicago you'll see if you are a very perceptive person and you like looking in the front of bars and restaurants and you might soon in record stores yeah you might see something that catches your eye mm-hmm. and it's on yellow paper yeah um, everything's a piss take around here yeah i just want to say shout out to parsons chicken and fish they can suck my dick um <laughs> <laughs> very i have given i've eaten so much of their their chicken sandwiches let's just say i was trying to do something um promotional and i have dealt with the rest of this city and everyone has been extremely receptive and cool i got a very cold cold response from parsons we're not going to go deep into it but um let's just say i don't think i'm welcome back it's good. You can't. Well, we can help each other out because I'm I'm not uh, not so welcome at Beat Kitchen, and now you're not so welcome at Parsons. So I'll go get you chicken. You can go get me overpriced beer. Everything okay. work out fine. And you know, just disclaimer for anyone who thought you could, despite what anyone you're with might tell you, you can't actually smoke inside at Beat Kitchen. And when they repeatedly ask you to stop, they do mean it. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so they had a reason probably to yell at you oh no i i yeah no, honestly it was it turned out really nice i i 
I could have been like proper, like in a movie where, you know, like they put the camera on the concrete so that, so your face lands when they throw you out. That's what I deserved. Cause that's, it's not, you know, it's not the whole story as for another time, but they could have done that and it would have been fair. Um, so the way they treated me, I would say is actually, you know, shout out to Bee Kitchen for not beating my ass then. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bee Kitchen. The only place that'll still uh, allow yellow card to play in the city. Um, oh God. <laughs> or, or, or bands that try to be yellow card. Damn. Is someone trying to be yellow card? <laughs> Someone's definitely trying to be yellow card. Let's see if bring it's that, uh, you know, bring that violin into the pop punk as much as you can. <laughs> I was talking about this with someone the other day. It's like, all right, that's we'll them, get them. right? Like Ocean yeah, Avenue? We'll, that's those motherfuckers. Yeah. Here's the thing, Oscar baby people. We talk about things that are not just movies. So no one no one cares if you have a problem why, what I'm about to say. Um, <laughs> and that is, how many other pop punk bands had an unorthodox instrument added into it? Because I can, I thought maybe there were three, but all I can think of is Yellow Card with the, with the violin sure. and uh, something corporate with the ivory keys. Oh, I forgot about that. Wait, what's the third? I, that's what I mean. I need a third one. <laughs> God, there's gotta be some shit. Like, I mean, if we're sticking with US, that's definitely it. But if we open the borders, then it's a floodgate. So we'll just stick to US pop punk. I mean, that Flogging Murphy's band has- uh, a- Excuse you, Flogging Molly and Dropkick Murphy's are not the same band, so. <laughs> one of them's got a bagpipe. Yeah, but that's well, not pop. Murphy's, they're they're real. Yeah, but know. they're not pop punk, so that doesn't. No, happen. no, fucking mind though that works. But it's Japanese pop punk is, and they they all sorts of shit. They really? bring in all sorts of things. Oh yeah, I love the Japanese. I mean, they always know what's up. They just go so hard. <laughs> if this goes, if our if the thing we're talking about goes off, let's go to Japan for like okay. a week for like a weekend. Please, dude, I will die. I'll, I would love to go to Japan. Just eat raw fish and just, like, pass out on the street with, like, businessmen. <laughs> oh, well, wait, I'm glad we landed on the, the name of this episode, which is There's a Place on Ocean Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. Speak. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, okay. we're back. Took a big break so we could come back with shit like this for you. Yeah, and if you were if you're an astute Oscar bait listener, that opening that was a special cameo from uh, Mike Perry from uh, the infamous Oscar bait American Pie episode. Yep, which uh, has been, you know, again, thank you to the one to three people, but someone has been listening to that one again lately. So, <laughs> thank you for putting up with Mike's piece of shit Wi-Fi. God damn it. And when he calls back, I'm going to let him know. But his phone's <laughs> dead now, so he might not call back. the charm a little bit. Yep. Um, and, and, and as always, shout out to our still, still lowest listened to episode, which is uh, the, In the Shadow of Stifler Part de, I'm sad y'all don't care. You don't know how much I went through for that, but it's okay. Honestly, that pisses me off because <laughs> you went through a lot. Yes, you really did. And two, that is truly, and this is coming from someone who has to edit this shit all the time. <laughs> That's the best episode. Because yeah. one, I don't have to do much. I just <laughs> have to like be like, damn, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's what you do. 
but it was so entertaining for me to listen to what you went through and it was like yep well some you know what someday after the thing we're teasing and maybe we instead of one to three listeners have 10 to 13 i think that episode's gonna climb uh-huh i think so because i mean we we let you know that God, I can't remember anymore, thank goodness, but I think it was American Pie number eight that I had an Elliott Smith song on the track along with some uncomfortable situations with a moose. So, you know, y'all didn't know that. Don't pretend like you did. <laughs> Absolutely. And here's the thing. If you're a movie-going person in Chicago, you're going to run into us, trust me, next year. And if you want to get in good with Will you better tell him that you listened to that episode. You better quote it because you might get something discounted. You never know. Because, because I still think that's one of the better episodes. So if you don't, if you don't come correct, but we want to reward those Oscar bait listeners Mm -hmm. um, with, by doing nothing, actually, I'm not going (laughs) to, I was going to let slip. Oh, like I'll give you a cigarette. Oh, 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 for sure. We can laugh things together for sure. You can blast cigs with Will. I mean, I'll be bumming from Will. I won't have my own pack. But if you don't want to smoke... Like, you could be like the the guest on the sequel to that episode, which is going to be like a deep dive into like uh, fucking Jean-Marie Straub and Danielle Hule movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely know, where which we're has, at. Which has a lot of commonalities. So... <laughs> Don't let people sure. know we watch Straub Hewlett. We're supposed oh, to be sorry. Dumb. we're supposed to be dumbasses. Straub Hewlett. That's Straub just, Hewlett, my favorite uh, brothers who made movies together. That shit's boring, bro. Yep. Yeah, way too slow. Um, okay. Well, should we uh, should we get into some news? What are we doing? Some nudes. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should definitely get into some nudes. You want me to open my uh, my camera roll? Yeah, open that shit. I've got mine ready. Let me. We're gonna. Will and I are gonna exchange nudes with one another, <laughs> and then we're gonna get into the business. Oh, here's that. See, yeah. look. Please take this out. Truly, <laughs> I can see bipolar in that pose, my dude. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm feeling pretty. If you do, just cut to it. You can't. You can't say. Just like hardline cut from Straub Hewlett to. Come on, we're on one today. It's just nice to be back. Well, we, have to, we have to write it. We have to write it too because we're about to maybe potentially have some success. So we gotta, we gotta watch our. You know, we gotta make sure we don't actually turn into some of these shitbag leftists. We. Like. And we're only, yeah, Will is correct. This could be the last episode you hear of us before we have achieved some minor level of success. Yeah. yeah this is the this is like the final transmission before I start doing cocaine again and no one ever hears from me. See how it <laughs> we're trying to put things aside that have sidetracked this venture. And yeah. we're thinking that what we're about to do is probably should make us do more episodes because we might have more listeners and that's why i mean if you're an oscar bait og fuck you're sick like you just <laughs> have to tell us about the the stifler episode part to whatever we'll probably achieve no success from this but i think that <laughs> there will there'll definitely be more people who know about us 
whether or not yeah. that leads to success, we definitely are about to have more exposure. Yeah. Okay, so that's a great way to put it. There's going to be a lot more exposure. Oscar Very- Bates about to be exposed. <laughs> yeah, Oscar Bates about to show its privates to <laughs> people on the side of the street. And sorry. <laughs> um, wait, little hint for the listeners: if you oh, yeah. want, if you want to be in on this, if you want to be in on what we're talking about, because we can't talk about it just yet. But if you want to be in on it, I'll give you two clues. Go to a restaurant called. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I can't. Um, Go to a very popular restaurant in the city of Chicago. Um, Go to a very popular nightclub that just opened in the West Loop and look at the walls. (laughs) I don't know why they allowed me to do that, but they did. Did. Um, if you like shows and you're a music person and you just like to go to you know rock out and get X's on your hand, <laughs> keep all your stubs. Well, maybe <laughs> hit up the empty bottle on Western, especially on Saturday night where they are going to be bringing. I, I got to do a little plug for oh, for yeah. for the empty bottle because uh, Bill Connors of the empty bottle did us a real solid. Bless very much blessed and that's what i'm saying look around for what he did for us yeah just go to smith's night when they're going to reopen danny's inside of the bottle this saturday and while you're trying to get laid and not succeeding Mm -hmm. look around at the walls you'll see us um and then if you don't want to do that and you just want to go to a movie might I suggest uh, you go see that Licorice Pizza movie, which we're about to talk about in a second. Yep. Um, go see Licorice- the only place in the city playing it on 70 millimeter films, Ye Old Music Box. Ye Old Music Box. But d- check that shit out. Yeah, check it out. Maybe go uh, on Christmas Eve, Christmas, and anytime between then and the end of January, and you might see something that you'll be like, oh, well, that's. That's what they were talking about. Yep, so, yep. But we're excited because this is, you know, this is us taking something beyond the podcast. So let's just quit. Let's quit sniffing our own asses for a second. <laughs> I mean, we've just been working a lot, so we're a little haggard. But yeah, let's talk about the let's talk about the news. Let's talk about the news. Um, let's see. Should we start with licorice or should we wait? I mean, sure. We can start there. Just because everyone's talking about it. Nope. We I just hold- I still haven't seen it though. Okay. Well, as someone who has seen the movie, I am disgusted at what this movie has done to people. It has normalized pedophilia and mm-hmm. it's very inssensitive to Japanese people. And we well, it sounds like a seventies movie that it's trying to be. We just praised Japan, so we we won't stand for it. Um, Sorry, PTA. Looks like time's up. Looks like you're canceled because Alana Haim fucked a, a kid that's younger than her, <laughs> and they did it for real too. They did Spoiler. it for real. Yes, <laughs> PTA and the band Haim engaged in pedophilia. <laughs> yep, that's right. TMZ actually tried to get this before us but our lawyers oh yep just got the update 
Mm-hmm. Our lawyers successfully made sure we broke the news first. So you heard it here first, and that's stone cold truth. So fuck yeah. you, every person on Twitter. You did not beat us to it. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, if you left that whole uh, picture thing and plus what you just said, we're gonna we're doing good. <laughs> yep. Woo. Well, you know. Um, um, but we're, we're, we're disgusted, I think. And you know why they call it licorice pizza? Nope. I don't know. Think about children fucking and pizza. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. The signs are there. Anyway, you should is probably... Secretly, is that secretly what this movie is? It's just someone with a bunch of... <laughs> What is licorice? Look a bunch like? of fucking like little Caesar's pizzas that they put Twizzlers on to get kids to come to their house. What did John Podesta text e- or email <laughs> to Hillary Clinton? He said, "A uh, little licorice pizza." <laughs> so you heard it here first. This movie is—they uh, are dancing in the end zone. Yep, it's actually what um, I. You know, some of our listeners reached out to us and said, like, yo, do y'all think it's fucking weird that they announced the Omicron variant the same day as the Gisland trial started? Mm-hmm. And we were like, look, we definitely thought that was weird, except we have the inside scoop and we know that Epstein's two pet names for Gisland were Licorice Pizza and Omicron. So no surprise. That's the kind of shit. If you blast cigs with us <laughs> when we're in the real world, we can talk about it. The thing that will makes me cut, I won't have to cut. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, get us drunk, and you'll really hear the hear the work that John has to do to get these out there before we get in trouble. Yeah, there's really no like fine tuning to the edit. We play it pretty loose, but uh, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I pop off and. Uh, <laughs> That's what happens now in, uh, you know, I in my in my lonely, empty apartment where I can yell these things. And nobody... Though, you, you say the things. I used to say lots of stuff. <laughs> I don't say as much, so someone has to. Because <laughs> you're getting engaged, dude. You, like, you have well, to... I mean, that's not why. It's just I just I don't fucking, you know, well, whatever, you know. Well, we know. I, uh, I've got... I won't say self-control because that's not true, but I have... Less help from friends. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you know, friends that go in your nose or right in your mouth, in your butt even, if you want. But you know what? I will. I'll take a stance against boofing. <laughs> We're doing this on this episode, so here we go. I think yes, I know it's better for your sinuses, and I get it. Cause it doesn't dry out your face if you're a model and shit, but. I don't know if you've ever done that, John, but I am I've modeled, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever boofed, man, it's a really weird feeling to feel your butt feel like it's on cocaine before your brain is. I I've because that's what happens. The bottom of your body gets high before your brain does, and it's a fucking trip. I will say, but it nah. I mean, also, you know, just cocaine is bad. Don't do that, but if you're gonna do it, just fucking put it up your nose. Don't put it up your butt. Unless you have to. If you're if you're like if you've already have a deviated septum, <laughs> then yeah. sure you can boof. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've never boofed, but 
maybe if I've ever done cocaine, I have sometimes <laughs> done enough to where I doesn't fit in my nose anymore. So I could, you know what I'm talking about? I've just heard, I've heard people talk about it, but yeah. I mean, pro uh, tip though, you just keep a little, uh, little bit of olive oil next to you if it's that kind of night and twirl it in the nostrils between each friend is what i've heard from movies about really bad people how come you get to talk about your drug use but i can't say <laughs> and we're back um it's not Jesus. fair but i this might be this may be the episode that uh allows uh the stifler part duh uh to rise above yep. out, of the, out of the depths it's true this is the one all right next next piece of news yeah next, okay now that we've moved off uh, pedophilic uh pta <laughs> you know what that stands uh, for um part-time pedoph- associate pedophilia totally uh, <laughs> pedophilia totally always <laughs> please just call the episode PTA alright all wondered why we didn't ever get drunk as fuck before these episodes uh <laughs> And then wait till we finally do. God. Oh, are we not? I've been at bars all day. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm just tired. I've just been with fucking dogs all day. I've been trying to promote our livelihood and do <laughs> do the part that is necessary by also getting a drink at each place I dropped posters off at. That's true. <laughs> oh. oh, wait, I do. Here, wait. I have a... I have a beer. I'm going to open <laughs> Okay, well, Will's gone. Um, let me just get some things off my chest here. <laughs> you know I'm already back. I'm not going to the fridge. Oh, well, too bad. You don't, <laughs> you don't get John's hot take corner. <laughs> All right. Megan D. Stallion signs major first look deal with Netflix. The rapper will create an executive produce series for the streaming giant. I, for one, if I could be excited about Netflix news, I would be. Mm -hmm. I would be. I think, you know, Megan's dope. We need more. We need more like gleefully filthy people in the world. And I think she's one of the few. So, you know, shout out to Megan. Come join us if you want to. If you. (laughs) I love you. I love you. Truly stands for. (laughs) Megan, please just go have a drink with me. I can make room for this now in my life, so please. Yep. That's a, you know, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean. We love you, Megan. <laughs> we love you, Megan. I personally, Megan, let me give you a little advice. You're so hot, but you're doing too much. There's too many chicken Megan the Stallion things. I saw you on a workout. You have your own hot girl workout thing. Listen. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Damn. Is yeah. it like. Is it super dope, like the Linnea Quigley workout tape? You know what? I should try it. I, I've been doing these, like, Nike workouts in my apartment, and, like, I saw one pop up. It was called Megan the Stallion Hot Girl Core. I mean, dude, I could there – I don't know if there could be a better motivator than Megan telling you 
to work out. Shit, I might exercise. Oh, I, you told me to. I don't think I would exercise. I think I would. <laughs> you would do what Linnea Quigley talks about in her workout. You've seen that shit, right? No. Oh my god, she has this amazing. So the whole thing, I'll keep it brief, but you know, Linnea Quigley, yeah, please keep it brief. We've we've we're really on. Yeah, we've got to stay on track here. Yeah. Um, It's her workout video, but she sets it up where it's just a bunch of like really fun, essentially what would be horror movie scenes, but that also are dance numbers. So there's like zombies and shit by the pool dancing with her and all sorts of different stuff. And it's great. It's also really gory. And Linnea, of course, just rules. But in the before the final scene, there's a great moment where she looks directly into the camera and just says, I know what you're doing. And that doesn't burn enough calories. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's such a powerhouse move. And I was hoping that's what Megan's tape was too, where she was like, look, I know what y'all are doing. Take your hand off of your dick. Yes. Just in workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used a Peloton a couple of weeks ago when I was in New Wait, York. What? Yeah. Um, friends of the show uh, let me use their Peloton. At what is that? What do you, a Peloton? Bro, you, <laughs> bro, you spend time on Southport. How do you not know what a Peloton is? I, I don't, well, because I spend my time on Southport inside one building or upsetting everyone by chain smoking in front of that building or at tunes. Cause that's the only good bar there. Shout out tunes. Oh, uh, tunes. Keeping it real somehow in that neighborhood, truly incredible. Yeah. They're also chiefs fans too. So, yep. and on that note, that is the one bar in my life that I've encountered that is sport centric. Mm-hmm. That's still a great time. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who sports and enjoys the sports, I agree with you. Um, but you know, it's for everybody. For to use to use one of everyone's favorite buzzwords, it's a very inclusive place. <laughs> very inclusive. They also have Dovetail on tap too, which is cool. So I respect that a lot. Dovetail Brewery. That's Oscar Bates' favorite brewery. I don't care what Will says. That's no. Uh, no, we don't need your macro shit. Okay. I am a person who enjoys small batch craft. Well, I'm sorry. I'm of the people. So I like my proletariat beer, bitch. <laughs> is the pro, I, no, see, here's where you're wrong. The proletariat is not drinking that. The proletariat is drinking like Daisy Cutter IPA. What kind of proletariat? What? What, how much money is your proletariat have? <laughs> what do you think the proletariat is these days? <laughs> it's me and the other people blasting cigs on Southport, drinking Mad Dog and Colt 45. That's my proletariat. <laughs> yeah, if, if you mean, you know, schizophrenic <laughs> homeless people, then yes. Yes, yes okay. I do. All right. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> God all right, let's let's go here. Oh, is there a Chiefs game tonight? Yeah, this is big for the division too. So uh, <laughs> tune into the next episode where I will tell you all about it. Which I won't be there for. <laughs> there will be one episode where I am just going to take to it by myself. And I'm not even going to tell Will I did it. I was going to say, please just do it and post it and don't even tell me. All right, so you've got you've got shit to do. Let's no, uh, no, what, yeah. What else we got? 
keep blasting through. Wait, where's the? There was some. Where where did it go? Oh, I like this. Okay, I'll be brief in my rant here. For those of you that don't know me, maybe the person I admire the most in the history of the art world is Lucy of I Love Lucy fame and the Lucy Show fame. Um, you know, fucking powerhouse. We don't need to get fully into it, but truly the person that made the original Star Trek series exist would not have happened without her. Fucking powerhouse. Like, just, oh my God. Well, you yeah, know, long, gonna, we'll do a Lucy episode. Yeah, the long, yeah. long trailer. Oh my God. Yeah. And her, also, like, her career yeah. before before sitcom stuff happened, she's amazing in Dance Girl Dance. Like, well, all of it. She's amazing in everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good God, when I heard that there was a, a movie coming our way called Being the Ricardos, truly, 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 I thought to myself, man, you know, it's going to suck, but it won't be that bad. And then I got the worst news possible. If you're about to watch a movie that has any characters that are not straight men, there is never worse news than that Aaron Sorkin is writing it and directing it. <laughs> because as much as he would love to pretend these days, I, I don't actually know him, but I have unfortunately seen literally everything he's ever made. And you know, the, it's, it's, it's a hyperbolic to be sure, but I would love if anyone disagrees and can give me bullet points as to why. It's an overused thing to say, but I truly believe with all of my heart that Adam Sorkin deeply hates women. <laughs> Adam, Adam Sorkin. Yes, that's right. I'm sticking with it. I love Adam, Adam Sorkin, yeah. brother of Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Deeply, deeply hates women. Yeah, I think you're I right. really think he really does. Um, or at least has no interest in ever actually listening to or trying to understand a woman that's the that could be the softer side of it can you imagine sorkin on a first date like would be talking or he'd be listening but his eyes would suggest that he's thinking of what he's gonna say next i don't know yeah i i could see aaron sorkin being like one of the most like annoying people to sit around with i mean he's a he's also just a fucking idiot like yeah I mean, you know, so that movie's out. You know, that, luckily, people are, you know, a lot of people are like, Jesus Christ, it's painful to watch him try really hard to convince people that he doesn't hate women. He also, <laughs> he also hates uh, labor groups. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's really just a, he's just a cowardly conservative who can't admit it. You, you have heard of the uh, the issues surrounding that with being the Ricardos, right? Well, that's what, so that's what made me want to bring it up before, Ah. Um, which is actually, it's a whole nother can of worms. (laughs) Um, Wait, let me get it right. I had an article on this and I've already like lost. So the one that popped up, because at some point I'll just read my friend's review on here because it's great. And he calls out the the glaring historical inaccuracies that highlight again, how much Sorkin does not care to understand women or hates them um but this article was just funny javier bardem 
along with Nicole Kidman, wanted to back out of being the Ricardos, but they'd already signed their contracts. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, awesome. He read the script and was like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing and terrible. I want to, like, pay tribute to this amazing human being. That's not it. <laughs> we don't deserve that in this world. The quote from him is, I wasn't, av- I wasn't aware of how big it was. Can you do it in the accent? No, I cannot. <laughs> Good. That's what he <laughs> I mean, the, you know, I do love when I was young, I had a, uh, I had a tape and it was a bootleg, but someone had made it. Um, and I do the name of the show in Spanish as most things in Spanish sounds so much better. Just just take care of Lucy, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, there's a, the other great quote from Bardem is when I really started digging into him, you know, uh, Desi Arnaz, the character he's playing, the deeper I got, the more I knew how iconic the show was. It was like, shit. <laughs> cool. And then he said, shit, what did we do? I got frightened. Oh, no, I'm not right. Everyone thinks I'm not right, so I'm going to try to sidestep this. I'm an actor, and that's what I do for a living. Try to be people that I'm not. What do we do with Marlon Brando playing Vito Corleone? What do we do with Margaret Thatcher played by Meryl Streep? Daniel Day-Lewis playing Lincoln. Why does this conversation happen with people with accents? You have your accent. That's where you belong. That's tricky. Where is that conversation when English-speaking people doing things like The Last Duel where they were supposed to be French people in the Middle Ages? That's fine. But me, with my Spanish accent being Cuban, what I mean is if we want to open the can of worms, let's open it for everyone. The role came to me, and one thing that I know for sure is that I'm going to give everything that I have. So what I thought was going to be a thing of just Javier Bardem being like, man, what a bummer how shit this movie is. Nope. He's on a weird pedestal defending (laughs) People being mad that he's playing a Cuban dude. <laughs> Bobby Everdim playing a Cuban dude in a movie called Being the <laughs> uh, That's what I'm hearing there. Um, you know, we don't have to keep going, but I just, I, I laughed real hard because I really, truly thought I was like, oh, thank God he's embarrassed. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dear God, what an idiot. I mean, like, it's a shame because I like the dude as an actor. But I mean, he's an amazing actor, but, you know, whatever. I mean, that's, that's like, ridiculous. I mean, and then, you know, like, the shit, like, about, like, the movie apparently, like, has some, like, penultimate scene where, like, and I haven't seen it, so I could be totally wrong. But what I'm hearing, there's a penultimate scene of Lucille Ball, uh, like testifying before like like joseph mccarthy and just being like communists are awful oh there's all there apparently there's like direct dialogue about gaslighting like it's all just virtue signaling hell from this dumbass mr adam sorkin (laughs) bro if you want a virtue signal then you should be the motherfucker being like um marx's praxis It's also just killer because you literally don't have to do anything. Lucy was such a fucking punk. Just tell the story and it literally covers all of your bases that you could want to like feel better about yourself for because she just did it. She lived her life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Uh, this bitch wasn't Ginger Rogers. Okay. She wasn't famous, uh, you know, Fink Ginger Rogers. Okay. Lucille Ball was cool. Uh, (laughs) Oh, side note, I don't know if anyone else cares, and I don't. I, I have to check if they ever came out, but 
really, you know, many people boringly said it was podcasting before podcasting, so it's relevant. But way back when, when Lucy and Dazzy opened their studio, um, to which he produced um, Phil Carlson's uh, The Scarface Gang. Yep. Yep. But apparently, when Lucille had downtime, she had a field recorder, audio field recorder, that she would strap on with her microphone and go around to all her friends who were around the lot and just like intense interview them. And this shit has just been urban legend for forever. But during quarantine, it surfaced and is supposedly going to come out. And so we get to hear straight up Lucy just like 30 minutes, hour long interviews with like fucking everybody you could imagine. Whoa. I'm so excited. Yeah. And when that happens, we will uh, we'll strap Mr. Sorkin to a chair. Um, not Clockwork Orange style, Clockwork Blue style. If our <laughs> listeners know that one, I'm sorry. But Clockwork Blue style, we're going to strap him to a chair and make him listen to that and realize what he's done. But anyway, you know. And Adam and Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Seriously, Adam Sorkin can fuck <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, that's he, what went wrong. His brilliant brother Aaron should have written it. <laughs> yeah, Adam Sorkin shouldn't have been busy doing his uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, movie about the Earth dying. <laughs> oh, those are so bad. Have you ever watched any of those? Did yeah, I mean, I've watched. I, I think I saw. I mean, yeah, I saw Big Short and Vice, and they were awful. I oh no, I was talking about the like fucking nature docs about climate change that Leo like pays for and narrates. Oh, okay, I was having expense at Aaron McKay, but um, yep. but uh, I fucking neoliberals. There's one of the best. Who's also apparently working on a Jeffrey Epstein movie. Mm-hmm. I bet some convenient facts about that are going to be left out. Oh, weird. Mm. Yep. Mm, yeah. Leave out the truth that we dropped at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't want to get into it. But I, I think that I think we'll see that soon enough. And well, we'll, it's gonna be abysmal. It's just a uh Jesus it'll, Christ. It'll know. piss me off as much as the big short and uh um I don't know if anything can piss me off as much as Vice though. Yeah, I didn't watch the new one yet, but he's a fucking loser. Whatever. Yeah, dude, shut up. Like, it's just that same shit. It's why, like, you know, people get mad at me, but give me an honest redneck who will tell me their prejudices, who will tell me the things they can't handle out the gate than a fucking lying piece of shit rich liberal who pretends they care about the world and does shit like Aaron McKay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A yeah, guy that still it. says no. things like, man, we... That's how we're Yeah, I wish we could return to the Obama years. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I personally, uh, outside of <laughs> workout tapes, the only way I can get off is to think about all the really good stuff that Obama did for the world. You know, like, I mean, the more I, the more I hear, granted, it's all lies, but the more I hear about the drone strikes that he had nothing to do with, that never hurt anybody, you know, or people being deported at a higher level than ever in history before, you know, shutting down dispensaries. If any of that were true, it would turn me on. 
No sure well, yeah, helping keep Chief Keefe out of the city of Chicago. <laughs> That's the, I mean, really, the fact that Chicago didn't turn their back on him with that one, you know, and you know, not that Chief Keefe doesn't have a uh, checkered past, some shit that he's gotten into himself, but come on, Obama, come on, you want to yeah. kill, you want to, you want to kill, you know, thousands of people you never have to see or be anywhere near halfway around the world Fine. yeah yeah you want to keep chief keep chief keep out of chicago but mm. i don't believe that you and your wife really went to see do the right thing on your first date i think you're full of shit they never saw do the right thing i mean my favorite when they do that shit when she came to my college that's the story she opened with was that their first date was do the right thing but the date that she used was also wrong <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like literally what Kamala Harris said when she was like, I was, a, that shit. <laughs> I was a fan of Tupac in the college. Dude, that amazing thing, though, where she talked about that bullshit she made up about, uh, was it Martin Luther King? Yeah, at the fucking marches that her parents took her to in a stroller, supposedly, and then she mumbled some shit about whatever it was, like, as a baby. Jesus Christ. If newsflash, oh. everyone, politicians suck. Um, yeah, this is what we deserve. We did it to ourselves. Yeah, like, they, by cheering for a new hope. I personally get turned on by the things Obama never did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah, what he could yeah. You know, I just respect a guy who did nothing during his presidency except bomb uh, Middle Eastern weddings and um, yep. just gets off his ass to stop uh, Bernie from. Uh, ascending any higher in the primaries and to keep the NBA and convincing all around moron LeBron James that he should stop the the NBA from striking when they had all the power in the world and that could have been like That's something true. Aaron Sorkin could have made a very twisted movie on. That's true. Um, could but have been we, the trial of Chicago 7, but you know what? It's, it's never going to happen because yep. thanks, Obama. Thanks. You can thank Obama for that. <laughs> Don't worry, though. He made it, you know, he is changing the world with his Netflix documentaries that he definitely doesn't get any money from at all. No, not at all. He's just trying oh, he's to... A good person. He's a good person. He's a great person who goes jet skiing with well-known pedophile Richard Branson. So, <laughs> uh, good you for know, you. Really, he puts out an end-of-year movie list. He's chill with weed, except for the people that he helped put in jail, mostly people of color during his presidency. But, you know, that doesn't we're matter. Still, we're still in jail. Still in jail. Despite probably the state they live in is now legalized weed. Yeah. Yeah. But he, I mean, he likes Spike Lee movies, though. And he probably gives good hugs. So Okay, I, never mind. Then I, I, take, I take it all back. <laughs> you know what? It's Because it's the theme of this episode, apparently, was wherever my head is today, but uh, we're gonna in in uh, in invite um, Mr. Obama on to bless Sigs with us. <laughs> yeah, dude, my a big fan of if Beale Street could talk, uh, Obama. You know, you know what? If Beale Street could talk, <laughs> <it'd> be... <laughs> whatever you could fill it in. Whatever I might have said. <laughs> I'm going to need more alcohol soon if we're going to keep going. I'm having the drink. Are we going to... Here. Hold on, the cat's fucking up the Christmas tree. (laughs)
Oh yeah, this reminds me. I should probably put a little note out to our view, our listeners. Um, the episodes for a minute might start being only thirty minutes long because uh, <laughs> for a fucking professional Zoom account. I'm let's just say that. I'm using the Zoom account. Um, let's just say it's borrowed. Yeah, it's borrowed from. You know, and all of our sweet guests who have tried to pronounce my name and be like, is that a man's name? (laughs) (laughs) If Obama cared about us, Zoom would be free for everybody, just like he pretended college would be when he was giving us some hope. Yeah, yeah. You and he gave all that hope. God damn, he's, he's, uh, whatever. What else do we have? Do we have I mean, do we want to, okay, let's. Let's decide. Let's also not go too much longer. Okay, Actually, we talk about how uh, everyone's mad at Steven Spielberg because, you know, friend of the show, Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really know. I still, I really do want to see. They're mad at him. Yeah, I really want to see West Side Story. No, well, I'm deal. pumped, man. What are they mad about? Uh, I'm fucking stoked for it. Because it doesn't have enough. It, I don't know. It does. I don't know. It's something with Puerto Ricans, like. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Is it like similar to fucking what you might call it? Uh, Lin-Man. The Heights or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think it's that bad. But again, like, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. Yeah. We don't know, but we're yeah. excited to see it. So you're really going to criticize what a Jew did? <laughs> Not very cool, liberal Jesus. America. <laughs> This guy runs the Shoah Foundation, okay? And you're going to call him out? You better check yourself. Maybe you need to listen. Because I've got numbers here, stats that I could run off that I'm not going to. But it would make you feel awful for criticizing billionaire Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Who, let's just be face it, who gives a shit what you think of him? He makes good movies. They're always entertaining for the most part. Most don't part. get much of that anymore. Distinction. Yeah, okay, there's a couple, but the vast majority. Vast majority, even when I don't love them, are at the very least entertaining. I will I'm with you there. Yeah. And like he's it's yeah, not his I, fault he peaked at Duel and Hook and Sugarland Express and then 1941. That's not Hook fault. was the peak for sure. Hook is Hook's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm not Hook's kidding. My favorite. Hook's my favorite Spielberg. It's also the best John Williams score. Dude, it's amazing. Pop that score on. Wait, are we joking? Because I will. I'm not. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I'll rewatch it because (laughs) I did rewatch it like a couple years ago. And I just remember thinking like, this is. No, it's great. You just have to like put everything away. You possibly can. Just but don't they live in New York? And like, isn't there the very beginning of the movie? It's taking place during like a Christmas pageant, right? And it's like yeah. snowing. Yeah. The very next scene of that movie, they're outside with trees, uh, with leaves all over it, playing baseball. It also has fairies in it and Never Neverland. So what the fuck are you worried about? I'm. That's a good point, actually. <laughs> I think I'm turning come into on. the very thing I hate now. Yeah, come on, what's that shit? Oh, it's not convincing. It's a fucking movie. I'm out of my cocktail, Will, and I'm not going to walk to the other <laughs> of the apartment to make another one. So, all right, are we gonna let's let's decide right now? Wait, let's should we just do like ten more minutes and then call it? <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> okay. Um, do we want a dark one or a fun one? Mm, let's go dark and then we'll go light. Okay. Sex in the City star Chris Noth accused of sexual assault by two women. There you go. Moving on. Let's go to the light one. <laughs> <laughs> All we say on that is what a what a shock. Yeah. I don't I'm know sure. if I've ever seen a dude who more fits the bill. <laughs> and look, you know we're supposed to everyone's supposed to say don't judge a book by its cover and all that shit and it's his eyebrows yeah his eyebrows do have a rape vibe to him yeah no he's like fucking no come on well that's why shout out to our girl kim cattrall thank oh, you always that's the thank fucking you for thing. not going back to that shitty fucking franchise that people calling shit on all of them over yeah. these years and everyone's saying like oh it's unfortunate it said she did that no it's not it's fucking awesome i'm sure they're all fucking shitty <laughs> i'm sure they're all awful but in like you know like kim cattrall's, too, kim cattrall's too busy going to repertory houses that's right noted cinephile kim cattrall so wait does she really goes to the movies is that true that's very true she's like known to be seen at like tons of like you know repertory screens Oh my god, I want to hang out with her so bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Only character on that show I I enjoyed. Uh, well, it's the and I hope I hope our I hope the those of you listening do take me seriously when I say this and that it is truly the highest of high praise in my opinion because if I were, you know, uh mentally healthy in any way and I were in touch with my sexuality truly and I actually were able to be a you know strong healthy person what i would be is a power slut and that character is a power slut and she plays it so beautifully and with nothing but just like fucking fire and that's amazing so power sluts we love you like truly somebody that is like no this is what i want to do fuck off if you're not into it love yeah no she she rocks like <laughs> are you ready for the light one uh yeah remember when we said this was going to be a christmas episode <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Merry Christmas. This is, this is ha- yeah, happy Christmas. Oh, this wait, is- well, at the very end, we'll each say one Christmas movie that's not a horror movie because this is not a horror podcast. Uh, maybe it doesn't get talked about a lot that we think people should check out. You, so start pondering because get ready. This is gonna this is gonna distract you because if you haven't heard this news, or you're- <laughs> I'm not listening anymore. I'm just thinking of my get ready, start listening. Okay. Uh <laughs> Brought to us from the AV Club by uh, Tatiana Tenreiro. Love her. You ready? Yeah. Avril Lavigne is turning Skater Boy into a movie. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I like uh, how we didn't talk I don't about know why it. your yeah. voice is so low enthusiasm if you saw that. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> let's uh... <laughs> let's I... ready for the, the only thing she said so far. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, it comes with a fun quip from the author. So, quote from Avril. The skater boy is in love with the preppy girl, but like, (laughs) like, she's too cool for him. But then five years from now, she's feeding the baby and she's all alone and she wishes she would have followed her heart and not tried to live up to society's expectations, she explained. And then the author adds, what more can she say? If that's truly the movie that's happening, I will, and you know I never do this because I don't, I'm bad at life, but I will be there opening day actually paying for a ticket to watch this fucking movie if that's actually her plot. 
who is wanted to not fucking the skater boy in high school because you're a single mom struck with a baby because you fucked he, the jock? Please. He wasn't good enough for her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a fucking superstar. And he's slamming on his guitar. And I would like to hope that her pretty face sees what he's worth now. But I guess we have to see the movie. Also, if she if she really throws away the opportunity to just use all of her music and make this a full-ass fucking musical, I'll be sorely disappointed. My hope in that direction is that she is Canadian, and Canadians are inherently weirder than us. And in a great way, compliment much like Power Slut. It's a positive. Absolutely, we love Canada. Um, we love Canada. So my hope is, she's like, all right, let me get Elliot Page. Let me get the whole cast of Trailer Park Boys, which is that covers everyone in Canada that's ever made anything. Because Cronenberg said he wouldn't be a part of it. So yeah, there are no cool. other Canadians. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be Trailer Park Boys, Elliot Page, and Avril Lavigne present Skater Boy, the career musical. So I would like to think that maybe she can do a musical like a pop punk musical. Also, also shout out to Hollywood for hitting the green light on the Skater Boy movie yes. in 20. And still spelled the same way it was when that song came out. Yeah, people want it. People, <laughs> I don't think the windows passed. I think this is a great opportunity to drop the Skater Boy movie. It'd be cool if like they could like, the movie like employs all the out of work like pop punk emo stars that got in trouble for raping like their fans. Jesus. And we get like who do we get? We get the brand new guy. We get the saves the day guy. We get the, the some forty one guy. He never got convicted, but I promise. Oh didn't yeah. He used to date Avril Lavigne yes, too. He did. That's where this shit gets real messy. Well, no, I see why she said goodbye to the skater boy. Clearly, <laughs> one more like one more dark dip, and then that's it. That dude straight, I'm forgetting his fucking name, uh, the lead singer of Sum 41, famously more than once. Uh, okay, we did just praise Canada and let's accept them. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's not Canadian. I thought they were Canadian. Well, they are, but he's not. What a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I've take, I've stripped his Canadianness from him because of what he used to do, which was invite, you know, for lack of a, a better term, groupies, to their hotels. And his favorite thing was to get these young girls. Um, you know, it's up in the air whether they were of age or, you know, college age or whatever it may be. I think we can err on the side that they probably... I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. But uh, for sure once, allegedly multiple times, his favorite thing to do is to get them to strip in the hallway because he would say, you can't come in until you're naked. And then as soon as they did slam the door and leave them out there, take their clothes, leave them just naked in a hotel lobby while some 41 party. So let's make sure he's not in it, I guess. But I mean, if Jesse, what's a shit from brand new is maybe, okay. What if, what if it's like a hybrid? Can I defend his actions? Can I give you the, the no. devil's act? Okay. <laughs> no. okay. If you're going to defend, if you're going to defend a mid to late 20 year old, uh, making teenage girls undress outside of his hotel room and then leaving them there. I don't Have you know. ever tried looking on the bright side of life and realized that every uh, there's two sides to every coin? <laughs> What's the same? Um, mm. Hold on. Hold on. I can spin this. Um, 
that, well, okay, maybe, maybe these fans should have hung around to see what happened. Maybe he was cleaning their clothes for them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're in the fucking movie too. <laughs> well, good. It's going to be you and whatever his name is from 741 and fucking Jesse or whatever it is from brand new. And y'all are going to uh, not get to hang out with cats like you are right now. And you're, no. you're going to be the scum that, because it's going to be like a fiction documentary hybrid. Because it's going to be this big grift where at the end, she steals all their shit and kills them on camera. So it's going to be Skater Boy is a borderline stuff movie wiping out the scum of the earth. Listen, all right, I, don't care, I don't care if I'm in the league with them. If I could leave this podcast and all the work I've had to do for the first time since the pandemic over the last week, then I would. <laughs> I would 100% leave it. I will sell out and hang out with uh, people who I used to listen to in middle school. Probably only- have fun with those evil boys. And yeah. I'll hang out here. And you know what? Fuck you. I'm keeping the name. <laughs> well, let's just be okay. Here's the real. Here's okay. I'm putting the snark away. The, the drunkness is kind of leaving. Um, do we think? possibly in the Ghislaine trial, uh-huh. that there is an uncovering that Les Wexner, the head of Limited, uh-huh. uh, Leon Black, um, and Jeffrey Epstein, uh, all had some secret cell network operating within the pop punk world. Because literally, why else was pop punk invented? Damn. All right. I'm going to have to ponder on that. Who, who okay, my one question, and then I'll think about it for the next episode. Okay. And you have to answer this immediately. This is okay. not a... Okay. Give me an example in your mind when I say this, first thing comes to your head. When did pop punk start? Mm. No, what popped into your head? Something came. 1998 popped up. With what? What's the benchmark? Uh, Green Day. Okay. But so it was Green Day before 1998, not pop punk, because they started in 87. That's true. Green Day is like an old... I mean, yeah, if we're charting the like trajectory of pop punk, we go back. But that, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Because if okay. we're going to say they had hands in this, like the, you know, the, the super villains that be not allowed to look at your phone. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's what I'm thinking, and this is for Oscar bait listeners because I will won't let me look this up right now. <laughs> if you potentially see us in the month of February and March, mm-hmm. if you see us, and I'll have looked this up by then, so I won't care. But if you want to pretend like I haven't, you look up when Jeffrey Epstein met Ghislaine Maxwell. I don't know either, so I'm curious. I might wait. I'm gonna wait until. I meet one of you and you tell me. Because here's what I'm thinking. You do know that one of the things popped up in the Ghislaine trial was that, we're getting serious for a second, that Ghislaine and Jeffrey had actually met earlier than previously thought. Yeah. And Ghislaine Maxwell, her father, is Robert Maxwell, who is one of the biggest spies in uh, the history and a a massive wife-beating drunk in Britain. 
uh, for MI6 and the Mossad. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, it turns out that Jeff and Ghislaine met prior to his death, where he died falling off his boat in the middle of the ocean on a boat called the Lady Ghislaine. Shit, yeah. There might be another podcast out there that covers this more extensively. Um, but if you don't listen to that podcast, you just yeah. got the you got the the dirt right here yeah uh if you stuck around through what we just did you didn't there's no way there's there well, is, no, they did though because i'm we'll get the text man people keep doing it i'll be honest i there this, this one yes i will say this you know this is probably the most unhinged we've been no this is definitely the most unhinged we've been since we started this but we're just trying to keep it going at this point we're keep we're keeping it going until we can talk about the shit we're excited to talk about. Okay, let's yeah. close this shit out, Mister John Dixon. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one or a couple movies that you would call Christmas movies that you think people should check out that maybe don't get brought up enough? Mm. <clears throat> okay, one. Okay, um, I'm a big fan of John Frankenheimer's Dead Bang. Oh, oh, that, damn. That takes place during Christmas. I've never heard anyone bring that up in the realm of Christmas. Well done. That all takes place during Christmas. Yeah. That movie is amazing. Oh, that's a dope movie, too. It's really good. Like, Don Johnson is, like, this drunk cop who, like, pukes yeah. on his, like, people he's arresting. The scene where they, like, discover that the hidden wall and that well inside of the white supremacist, like, compound. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that myself. Yeah. The Christmas season. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Any others? Any others? There's no pressure. I rewatched Silent Night, Deadly Night the other night. Oh, wait. Never mind. We're not talking about. Uh, not a horror podcast. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> you come up to us and you try to talk to us in a stained John Carpenter's Halloween T-shirt. We'll probably be dismissive to you <laughs> not that i don't not that either of us dislike john carpenter but we're trying this podcast was meant to bring in you horror fans and now we're going to take you down a peg is yep. that kind of what the mission has been this whole time yeah okay i mean it's not i okay i would say take the scene down a peg even more than the individuals okay yeah. Thank you for correcting. The, the what the what the what the horror scene has become. Take that down a peg. A big peg. Yeah, not necessarily mad at those of us, us included, who oh. made it what it is. Shit happened. We lost track. It's like the you know. It's no, never, I'm not going to do that. We're you know we're all responsible, but yeah, we're here to just you know slow it down. Fucking take a deep breath. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, canonically now, Halloween 3 is acknowledged as a masterpiece. So honestly, what else do any of you want, myself included, right? We are are not going back to the Halloween franchise. We are not going back to this. That's it. I'm just saying that's the downer peg. We got that. We're done. We don't need anything else. We don't that was the that. ultimate ransom demand of the community, yeah. and it happened. So, any other Christmas movies that are not horror related, 
Uh, yeah, I got one more just because it's my one of my favorites. In a moment of sincerity, Mitchell Leeson's "Remember the Night." Oh, damn! I just love that movie, and something tells me it'll probably emotionally hit me a lot more this year. But um, Ooh. oh god, no! I got it. I'm a little uh, just even hearing you say it. It's a great movie. Uh, I, I, I rank that really highly in like best Christmas movies because listen, you might think we're cranks and you might be correct, but I, you know, I love the holidays. I'm a holiday. Yeah, I fucking love Christmas. I cried today driving home because I saw a fucking kid walking with presumably his mother and all he was doing is wearing a Santa hat and smiling. The end. That's all it takes. We're fucking soft. We can pretend we're, we can pretend we're like, you know, recovering nihilists, but we never really were. No, that's all an act. But if I could somehow, (laughs) if I could somehow extract a little bit of the joy that that kid was probably feeling, um, that would that would rock. Because like, though I do love it. Sometimes it reads to me hollow. I, I'll be like, I love this. But then I'm like, why don't I feel it? Yeah. You well, come I mean? sometime come hang out with my nieces and nephews. That's the key, man. You just got to hang out with kids. And it all it all comes back. Yeah. That's, that's our message to you. Yeah. You know, like, hang out with your family. You know, do that shit, whatever. And family means blood or chosen, you know. Absolutely. Hang out with people, hang out with young people. You know, find that find that joy. Seriously, I, I think everyone should. The yeah. What a, this is this is such Merry a fucking fun Christmas, time. man. Merry Merry fucking Christmas. What what are your Christmas movies? I know night you don't have to say Nightmare Before Christmas. Never heard of it. Okay, go on then. Never heard of it. Sounds pretty gay though. Uh have you noticed? <laughs> 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 all right uh sometimes they hit like mm, a well-timed gay can really just agreed that applies to life in every possible way you could interpret that i mean but it is the gay. a well-timed gay <laughs> whether the term whether one of us, whether whatever may mean to you, a well-timed gig really ch- change things. I mean, that movie, <laughs> that movie probably made people gay. That's what I'm saying. Oh, are you kidding me? That movie is like, what's fucking paramount in the life of so many queers, man. Absolutely. So many. That is a Absolutely. gay fucking movie. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you heard it here first. That's a gay movie. And if you're gay, you probably had the backpack or something. Uh, I saw it and didn't turn out gay, but, you know. I'm, there's still time. There's still time. <laughs> Seriously, give me time, folks. Yeah, dude, you uh, never know. Um, all right, my, my two. Uh, well, I'll do three. I'll do three. First, no, no, do do two because I think my pizza is burning in the oven. Okay, I'll just do lightning speed three. Okay. First, remember that uh, it's a wonderful life is not a morality play, and then rewatch it. That movie is not a moralist movie in any way. 
now rewatch it. That's all I will say. It's so beautiful and it's such a gift of an experience. If you can put all that shit aside and everyone stops pretending it's about morality, because it is not. It's about a lot more. Won't get into it. Maybe someday. That Cash on Demand, one of my favorite Hammer movies. Have you ever seen Cash on Demand? No, I've never seen Fucking really quick, clean bank robbery movie from, uh, what is it, like 61 or 62? Okay. My favorite Peter Cushing role. And again, which is saying a lot because we love horror, despite this not being a, a horror podcast. <laughs> yeah. Peter Cushing's incredible. It's an amazing, like, lean, mean bank robbery movie, but mostly it's a chamber play about someone stuck in a bad situation, forced in there by someone else, and what they have to do. Very simply, but fucking incredible for Christmas. And then... I'm going to try that. I'm going to try the... the oh, you're going to fucking love it. Also, both cuts are worthwhile, but either way. Okay. UK cut and a US cut. One's a little shorter, one's a little longer. They both say. Rarely okay. do I say it, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and the finale, my favorite Christmas movie ever, always and forever, is Morburn Color. Mantha Morton, dude. No one is. No one tops that. If you've seen it, obviously it's a tough movie and it's a heavy movie, but I would say as I grew older and went through some shit and the holidays became heavier whether it was you know loss of people or whatever it may be mm-hmm. that movie has only grown as something that helps me get through it all mm-hmm. so that's good the, you know morgan collar fucking rules and it doesn't have to be brutally depressing either it can also be a very healing experience absolutely and i just thought of one more that i need to shout out because yeah. i rewatched it the other night and i know i've been talking to you about i've been rewatching a lot of this guy's stuff but bill forsyth's comfort and joy Yes. I think something about that movie really connected with me. I don't know what it was, uh, but something really drove home something that I could parallel in my life. And by that, I mean, I'm, you know, trying to have sex with a woman who works in an ice cream truck. Um, But I, I, yeah, I, I can't recommend a movie more as much as what Will did there. And it just popped in my head hearing his passion, um, comfort and joy. You have to see this movie if you haven't seen it. It's fantastic. That might be the two most genuine wrecks we've given since we started this. So Oscar this gave a wild turn. <laughs> yeah, but a correct one, man. Like, yeah, Oscar Wade approved. Watch Bill Forsyth's Comfort and Joy and watch Lynn Ramsey's Morven Collar. And Merry fucking Christmas. And if y'all are still with us after whatever, <laughs> however this one turns out, we again we have some we have some great shit for you on the horizon and uh you know we'll see you soon out front of a certain theater yeah this is a test if you can stick through this you get to be part of the crew (laughs) and we got a free fucking t-shirt whenever we make those so yeah or somebody makes them (laughs) all right all right we'll leave you with that good luck oscar baiters merry christmas everyone not to the other holidays just christmas all right Merry, Merry Christmas, never Christmas, Hail Satan, happy holidays. Uh, you know, amen. Amen. Bye bye.